We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings and our pockets. Yes, you are in. We're going to talk about small towns today. Some of you dreaded that life. You grew up there. And then on their side, maybe you're a city slicker and kind of look down. But really, if you if you study small towns, there is definitely some success. Of course, there's dysfunction, but there's definitely some success. And when you hear more about this small town or where one kid was so fortunate, blessed, however you want to look at where they grew up, I tell you one thing, our country needs more of this. That's for sure. So thanks for checking this out. Here you go. It's got to start right here. It's got to start right now. Chapter 21, Inspecting the Roots, Small Town, Minnesota, U.S.A. Small Town, Minnesota, roughly 30 miles from Minneapolis and St. Paul. As an 80, 80s kid, it was a great place to grow up. You were 15 minutes from shopping malls, but you were far enough away to feel in the country. 30 minutes to get to work in the Twin Cities. My town hosted one quaint elementary school built in the 1920s. The school was conveniently located next to the IGA grocery store for that after-school candy fix. And when weather permitted, we rode our bikes to school every day. No parental escort. Kidnapping? What the heck was that? Didn't even cross our minds then. We played marbles and we fished. It kind of sounds like a, a Tom Sawyer novel or something, doesn't it? We explored the woods in our backyards and carved a bike paths, meandering through the sugary maples and mighty oaks. And when winter hit, we would embrace that season like a fat lady does the old country buffet. We would sled and build snowmen, dig tunnel forts, and skate at the local rink for hours. We would be at that rink all day and night by choice. Parents didn't make us. We wanted to be there. Sure. We could have a practice or game. But we didn't have organized activities shoved down our throats. We played one sport per season, football in the fall, hockey in the winter, baseball in the spring, summer. It was simple and it was good. Here's another simple truth of this utopia it wasn't perfect. I'm going to be careful with that word, but that I grew up in. Hardly anyone divorced. Overall, I'd say 98% of families in small town Minnesota stayed together. Mom and dads were under one roof. We cared about school. Most of us went to church. We held each other accountable. We helped each other in need. I didn't know any different. That is just the way it was. 
So in typical fashion, short and sweet, down to the questions for your couch time, your quality time, your date day, or your, your date night, or your couple's group time. Number one, today, 2021, or wherever you're at now, survey just about any suburb USA, and 50% of all couples divorce. It's higher in the inner city. But look at either way, inner city and or suburb USA, 50% of all couples divorce. Why is that? Why has that changed so dramatically in the last, say, 30 years? What has changed? Pause and reflect. Number two, this really probably depends what age you are. It's going to reflect this answer. What percent of couples in your town growing up divorced? Number two, what percent of couples in your town or city, for that matter, growing up divorced? Pause and reflect. Number three, for the families that stayed together, at least in a somewhat healthy form. What was the glue? So number three, for the families that stayed together, at least in a somewhat healthy form, meaning they, 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 they seemed healthy. There, there wasn't serious issues. They weren't just hanging on just for hanging on sake. They actually was a family or marriage you admired, kind of wanted to hang out with where you felt safe and it felt good. What was the glue of that family? How, what would you identify? Pause and reflect. Number four, for you two listening and your family, what is the glue for you two right now listening to this? What is your glue? And of course, we know what kind of life we want you know, you want for your kids and our grandkids and bigger picture. Can you see the societal value of realizing above? Or should I say societal challenge of realizing above? Uh, that was a bit of a mouthful. Instead of you having to back up for you two and your family, what is the glue right now that's keeping you together? What are you guys striving for? What's your foundation? And of course, we know the life you want for your kids and your grandkids. So bigger picture, can you see the societal challenge of realizing above for you and for them? Pause and reflect. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, you know, it's funny. As you probably listen to this, you, you, you may, if you listen close, you can hear a lawnmower in the distance. And another one, there was a weed whipper. I, I, obviously, this is not a high-end production with millions of dollars in a fancy studio. No, it's, it's clearly not. But you know what's interesting? The, the, maintaining your yard, if you're so fortunate to have one, um, it, takes require, it, take, it takes work, right? It takes effort to make it look good. Relationships are the same thing. Whether you're married or not, you need to work at it. You just do. You think the grass is always greener. It, it still needs it still needs work. It still needs water. It still needs to be cut. 
Okay. So thanks again. If you dig this, please share, especially with someone maybe in that smaller town or in that city and realize what is the challenge um, for them and the society that's around them to try to make that relationship work. Now go choose to love one another. Choose to study what works. Choose to share what works with other couples you care about. Choose to maintain. Choose to water that grass. Choose to take care of the relationships that you love and that are so important to you. Invest.